Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. It is a great day today. We're going to be concluding our marvelous and informative interview with Mike Acker. Mike is the child of a former drug dealer, uh, or drug dealers, both parents were, being raised in that not-so-certain environment. And when they finally got their life turned around and started serving God, they moved him to Mexico, where Mike was the only white person in school, did not speak or read the language, and stood out like a sore thumb. Amen. <laughs> Obviously, this drew the attention of bullies, and he was shy and all that, but Praise God, Mike also was able to thrive and turn that situation around. He's now a born-again business entrepreneur, a speaker, and author of nine books, praise God. His latest book is titled Speak with Confidence, Overcome Self-Doubt, Communicate Clearly, and Inspire Your Audience. And it's available on Amazon as well as all the other book providers. Amen? All right, let's jump back into the conclusion of this interview now with Mike Acker. When did you decide to get into public speaking? Yeah, so it's such a weird thing, and you see, you know, the the Bible says that God's word is a lamp into our feet, and if you think about that right there, and just encourage everybody listening, the lamps that they had back then were not the lamps that we have now. A lamp to our feet right now, it can shine quite the distance, and you can know where you're going. I mean, there are some, even my iPhone, the lamp is better than the, the lamps that they had back then. Those lamps, they would show you maybe one or two steps ahead of you. So you think about the God's word is a lamp unto your feet. That might show one or two steps. So really, in my journey, there's been one or two steps. Now, I wish that that lamp was a lot brighter for my steps. <laughs> it's brighter for our soul. <laughs> it's brighter for other people's souls. It's bright in a lot of areas. But that walk of faith, it only shows one or two steps. So in pastoral ministry, I never had a plan to leave. And when I got to this spot where I was just soul tired, and I, and I do write about it in one of my books. It was the third book I put out there was just a release of kind of devotional thoughts I had. And I talk about how I got really soul weary and soul tired. And even to the spot where I didn't, I didn't want to go to church. I wasn't there. And I, yet what is someone who's now educated, trained, and experienced in pastoral ministry for nearly two decades going to do? And how do you, where do you start? Well, what were some skills that I had had? Communication and emotional intelligence, the ability to build relationships and communicate. So I started while I was still a minister, I was doing communication training with people, but it was almost just a way to supplement. I needed $500 more a month just to pay bills. And so I was doing that as a paid hobby that would pay us for this. I was also doing weddings for people online. People could reach out. So I was working seven days a week. So here I am speaking for church, communication training, and doing weddings for often people who weren't Christians. And I got to minister to them and talk to them and then and then perform their wedding. So I'm speaking. 
And I had done conferences at different times as a pastor. So I'm branching out of this world. What can I get into? And thankfully, a friend reached out to me about doing a role where I was doing sales, which is what? Presenting. So I went into a corporate world and started at more money than I'd ever made as a pastor. I was as an entry, have no idea. And I'm still communication trained. I wrote a book in 2019 while I was making the switch. And the book took off. It's called Speak With No Fear. I actually wanted to write the book I just released, which is called Speak With Confidence, but I wasn't quite ready to release my framework. And so Speak With No Fear became a phenomenon. It's been translated in other languages. People from around the world have reached out to me. There's definitely a seed of the gospel there, but it's ultimately a help, an encouragement on how to speak without fear, without debilitating fear. And and that just that step-by-step. I didn't know where I was going next, but I wrote a second book. Didn't know where I was going next, so I learned how to do my job better. I didn't know what I was doing next, so I was coaching some other people. I didn't know what I was doing next, so I turned my coaching into a program. I didn't know what I was doing next, so I just took this next step, next step, next step, next step, next step, to the point where eventually I left the sales job and went full-time into communication. At that point in time, people reaching out to me about doing events, and then I have a team that finds events for me as well. So nowadays, the the bulk of what I do is I'm an author with a lot of books and workbooks, and I do events. I'll be speaking at an event on Wednesday, so I fly out to Miami tomorrow. Amen. And then on, and then I do coaching, executive coaching. Right after this call, I'll go into one, two, three, four coaching sessions with with people. Amen. So here's what my encouragement for anybody here is: if if you feel like your potential is squandered. Look at what you are experienced in, mm-hmm. because there was definitely an identity crisis that happened when I left pastoral ministry and hadn't planned on doing that. And I was just so tired. And my wife and I needed to just take a break. We thought we'd probably go back into it. But what I leaned into was, okay, I had a potential as a pastor. I I, I achieved a lot of that potential speaking to tens of thousands of people, but what else am I experienced in? Find out what you're experienced in. And often you can find something that you're passionate about and experienced in that will lead to, especially if it, there's a lot more to it, but that can lead to that that area that you work in. Uh, another thing on this, I would encourage people, and I write about this and I tell the story and speak with confidence. And so there's a gentleman that came up to me when I was a young pastor, maybe I was 28 at the time. And he saw me growing a church and uh, speaking at things and Man. launching another place. And it was super cool looking. And it was like, Oh, wow, I want to do that. And he comes up to me and he was in the military. He comes up to me and he says, Mike, people used to tell me that I was destined for great things. And I had so much potential. I was like, okay, okay. And this is partly when that word potential really grabbed a hold of it. I made it part of my, my life mission. And he said, and I think I, I think I missed it. He was probably 32, 34 at the time. He's a chief petty officer at in the Navy. And, and I said, why? Talk to me. And he's like, well, you know, I thought I should have been a pastor. And I think there's so many times where they're just everybody listening, just get this. There's a lot of people who think they should have gone into ministry. And, and like Bob said, you can minister in a lot of different areas. I minister to people all the time, even though it's not officially and I don't get paid for it. And 
And he says, I, I just feel like I missed it. And a lot of people feel like they missed it. I should have done that. I want to do it. Can I go back into it? And it's something like, hey, I have arrived if I'm a pastor. I've arrived if I get paid to do ministry. Yeah. And and this guy is basically feeling that way. And I asked him about his job. And he's talking about how all these guys come to him for advice and how this happens and that happens and this happens. I'm like, you know what? I think you are actually reaching more people that are going around the world than I'm reaching from the pulpit. And it was like dawned on him. He's like, oh my gosh. I said, you are a pastor just without the title. You are a pastor, but you actually get paid better by the government. <laughs> you are in a better spot. And it was just yeah. uh, enlightening. And he never oh, said those words man. again. And so when I switched, I actually thought a lot about that. Like, you know what? How can I be a pastor without some of those different areas. And there's been tons of struggle. Like the identity workbook partly was released by me needing to go back into my own identity because it was such a big shift and almost a guilt of making money. Like a lot of pastors feel guilty for making money. And, and, and then they feel even worse when people point it out, like, oh, the church wants his money. You're like, <laughs> but I also want to pay bills. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> And then all of a sudden, not I'm just making... your bills, but the church's bills too. <laughs> right. Oh, it's crazy. It's, I could go into that a whole bunch. But let me encourage everybody listening think about your potential, think about your experience, and, and what, where have you actually already realized your potential? And in public speaking, it's a universal advantage. So if you want to realize more of your potential and you can increase your ability to communicate, it will help you realize your potential. Amen. Amen. Let's jump over into your talk about your book, Speak With Confidence. Why did you feel the need to write and publish this book now at this point in your career? Yeah. A lot of people say something like this, right? Where where do you live? And if you said, oh, I live on earth. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, that doesn't help at all. And a lot of people think, I, I want to get better in public speaking. And it's like, well, you need to become a confident speaker. Cool. I want to become a confident speaker. How, how do I do that? Well, you just, you know, get your more confidence. What I've realized is that a lot of that question of public speaking and how do I get more confident, people don't know what that's broken down into. So instead of just saying, I live on earth, let's break it down into continents and countries and states and cities. And when it comes to confidence communication, what I've learned over the last several years of coaching and really working on this really since I was 20 is that confidence comes from three different components. The skills you use to speak, so the eye contact, the moderation of your voice, the pauses to eliminate the ums and other fillers, and then the way that you organize your thoughts, storytelling, answering, presenting, sermon writing, et cetera, and then who you are. Your identity, your message, and your skills. Those are the three different parts that hold up confidently a person on stage. And so you want all three parts. So it's something I've developed and been thinking about. And finally, I really, I'm still working on more ideas on it. But I've really, at this point in time, taught on this to hundreds of people, thousands of people and audiences and larger audiences and written things about it. So I got to a spot where I was like, hey, this I'm ready. I've done this. And now let me share that with not just my clients, but the world. And so I'm super proud to speak with confidence. It's published by Wiley, which publishes a book by Patrick Lencioni and John Gordon and many others. So I'm excited that it's gotten picked up by a wider audience. And I'm I'm super uh, 
super hopeful for all the people listening that it's a universal advantage. Pick it up. The audiobook comes out in January. The yes, ebook and print book are out right now. I would love for people to pick it up. Amen. Amen. Uh, over the course of time, you developed what you call a framework for executive presence and speaking with confidence. Can you share about this framework a little bit for our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So it goes back to the same words I said. It's that identity, that message, and skills. So whether you want to speak confidently or you want to exude confidence on stage, it's going to come from those three elements. Now, here's the thing about executive presence. It's kind of a buzzword right now. It's that, hey, I am a person of higher authority, executive level, and I have a presence that says I am that level. And where does that presence come from? Well, same way in confidence. So speaking can be broken down into your identity, your messages, and your skills. Your executive presence can be broken down into your identity, your message, and your skills. So if you're on that executive level or you want to come across as that executive level, then first of all, who who are you? How do you see yourself? How do you understand yourself? Are you comparing yourself to someone else who's at the level and competing? Or is this something that is innate to you? The more you know who you are and the more you have determined your identity instead of wondering what identity other people see you as having, and it's grounded in reality, and you know how to handle rejection and criticism, and you know how to establish yourself, and the more you have that, the more executive presence you'll have. Then the messaging, for you to have that kind of executive presence, you don't want to just be a novice in something, you want to be an expert in something. Yeah, amen. So if you want to be an executive level, whether that's pastor, police officer, judge, Home Depot salesperson, the more you know your niche. Now, a lot of people think I got to know a lot, a whole lot. No, no. In fact, someone who is executive presence over here in as a police officer will also be able to carry themselves at that same level over here or in this niche. And if they understand the value of it and the messaging of it. Now, this is a broad topic. I do entire seminars on this. And the third one is your skill, how to externally represent your identity and your message. If you think that your identity is your, your heart and your message is your head, the skills is that outside. So this goes into all of those external factors that which people see. So a lot of people are just going to be listening to this so you're not seeing. But the entire time I'm talking, I'm using my hands, I'm thinking about my posture, my eyes are meeting the, the camera, and I think about how I'm going to dress for different presentations, and all of that, that external reality. So sometimes people have that internal aspect. And they know that knowledge, but the way that they look and carry themselves and present themselves is actually downplaying their presence to others. Now, the good thing is that's the least important one on the long term, but it's the most important one on the initial presentation. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And your book, Speak with Confidence, how... You've written several books on these subjects, but how is this book different from the other books? And for that matter, how is this book different from on this topic that are, has been written by other authors? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Speak With No Fear, my first book, is almost a motivational, inspirational, encouraging way to embrace seven strategies to overcome fear. And it's got a lot of my stories in there. It's actually the number one critique about the book. It's also the number one thing people love about the book. Lots of stories of Mike Acker 
failing and succeeding and overcoming and helping learn. The second book I wrote is Write to Speak. That one is really just a system on how to write a speech. It's the system I used to write when I was writing sermons. The third one is Grow Your Soul. It's a devotional book. The fourth one is a leadership book. It's seven different shifts that a leader needs to make in order to lead from uh, from not fear, but courage and inspiration. The fifth book is on emotional intelligence, on really what does it mean to understand yourself, understand others, and connect with them. So it's called Connect Through Emotional Intelligence. The sixth book is Speak and Meet Virtually. So it's all about how do we come across, and I've done a TEDx on that topic as well as I'm an expert in that kind of level of communication. So those books are very different than this book. And then I wrote a book for my son. It's a Christmas one. And then I have Identity Workbook, which is really a smaller workbook. Then I have several other workbooks that correspond to the other books. So this book is unlike the other ones. It's a comprehensive framework for understanding how to speak with confidence. Yes, it has some of those elements from the other ones. Yes, I actually even bring in some of those elements and talk about them and refer to some other books. But really, if I would say by one book by Mike Acker, it would be Speak With Confidence. It is it is the book. And why is it different than other books? A lot of the other books are externally focused on your skills or focused on how to think about your message. Not any book that I'm aware of focuses on who are you as a speaker, Mm, which is the first part of confidence. Who are you? And I really learned that as a pastor. When I was a pastor, I was a brand new pastor. I was 26 years old and I knew the skills and I knew the messaging, but I didn't know who I was as an adult senior pastor. Mm. I knew who I was as a kid's pastor and a youth pastor, but I didn't know who I was. Who was I? This thought came in my mind a lot. Who was I to stand on stage as a 26-year-old guy with only a bachelor's speaking to people who had master's and PhDs who were far smarter, more educated, and several different previous pastors were in the church, including the pastor who pastored the church before me started joining the church after I left. So who was I? Identity. Identity. Before anything else, identity. And that's where my book excels. The other ones are fantastic as well, but this one excels. I I remember, Robert, this is such a huge thing. I was 26 years old, had no idea how to speak to people. I didn't believe in my own value. They believed in it more than me. And sometimes we need to borrow the belief of others. (laughs) And I would memorize verbatim for the first three months sermons from other people because those sermons were valuable. That pastor, Rick Warren or Mark Driscoll or, or Rob Bell at the time or Andy Stanley, so I would memorize for three months, I spoke the sermons of other people almost verbatim, copying their style, their stories, and everything. I would say, my friend's wife. And in that time, I learned, and I write about this in my first and my newest book, I came across a video that talked about you be you. And I had to understand, who am I? So that's where the book is. different than other ones. And even if someone here has no problem speaking, but you want a book that's going to encourage you to look at your identity, pick up Speak With Confidence. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, as you were saying that, I remember when I first started, I was doing the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, oh, they're successful using this, so I'll use that style. But you have to come into your own. You have to develop what is you. And, And I remember the first time I did that, and. Uh, just a real quick short summary of when Abraham, you know, was told he was going to have a baby through Sarah, 
right? And they waited and tried, you know, they, this was not an immaculate conception, okay? They were right. going through the processes and nothing was happening, right? Right. I was on this platform. I was speaking at a conference. There's probably six, 700 people there. And I was one of the speakers and it wasn't in my notes. It just, you know, the Holy spirit started. And I just said, and I could just imagine Sarah sitting outside the tent one day and says, Oh, he's got that look in his eye again. You know, <laughs> and knowing what's coming. And that's when she came up with the idea of Hagar. You know? mm, and, yeah. and, and Abraham sitting there looking at, you know, 22 year old Hagar. Looks over here at 86-year-old Sarah, back at Hagar, back at Sarah, says, sounds like God to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the audience, and they just busted up laughing. And that's really when I started into my own persona, I guess you could say, as a preacher. You know, yeah. up till that time, I was doing what you know, my notes were, you know, listen to stop, pause, take notes, you know. But for whatever reason, that day on that stage, as I'm giving this presentation, that's what the Lord put in my heart to share. And, you know, people came up afterwards. So that was excellent. That, you know, and, and that, that taught me right there. I can tell these stories yeah. using my own, you know, visualization. I wrote a book called uh, uh, blind faith about in John chapter nine, where Jesus put the mud on the guy's eyes to go wash the pool slow. Yeah. But I told it from the blind man's perspective. Mm. And and that was an award winning book and all that. So that, so yeah, you're right. You have yeah. to develop your own sense of confidence that you know the scripture. I mean, I've read the Bible. You know, you're a pastor. You know, we've probably read the Bible through a hundred times, easy. Sure. Yeah. And but still, I can read it today. It's like, oh wow, I've never seen that before. Where's my highlighter? <laughs> you know, like, right. You know. So, right. Yeah, praise the Lord. You you got to develop your own style. I I agree a hundred percent with that. But in your book, you share with your readers how to make a personal investment in their topic and that they'll be discussing that will ensure their success. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the reasons why whenever we're speaking, whatever we're speaking, sometimes it's easier than others. But that personal investment comes from understanding why you need to say what you're saying. So right here, why am I speaking? I need to think through either subconsciously, which is what happens nowadays because I've been doing it so often, or consciously. Why am I doing this podcast? Why am I giving the quarterly update? Why am I doing the best man speech? Why am I a lector at my church? Why am I whatever it is? And that why has to be more than productive reasoning. It needs to be purposeful reasoning. And what I mean by that is it can't be just because it's on my production schedule. It's part of what I have to do. It's it's my job requires it. My boss wants me to. My sister wants me to speak. I have to do this because of this. So that's like this, if there's a production element to it, I have to produce the speech, yeah. which is just not very compelling. So Mike, why are you on a podcast today? Because it was on my calendar and I got booked for it. Okay, that doesn't honor you. It doesn't help me. It's not a good reason. And a lot of times we have that kind of thought process because I have to. Mm. But if I can think through the other angle on how does this help the people I'm speaking, then it puts that investment in there. So why am I doing it? I'm doing it because, so this is my imagining, is that some people are driving right now and want something uplifting, encouraging, and helpful to them. 
And then other people, this is part of the process that you do. You're a listener. And it's not when you're driving, you're intentionally doing it, maybe even taking some notes of the different guests that come on and Bob's insights. And so this is part of your devotional life. It's part of your overall self-development as a Christian developer, as a Christian person. And so I want to give you something that you can develop yourself so that you can be more effective. So now my investment comes in. I'm helping you. And if you can find the way that you're speaking, whether it's just something informative, educational, motivational, persuasive, if you can find the way that you're speaking helps the other person, this could be entertainment. This could be selling something that you believe in. It could be helping them understand something new. But if you can understand how it helps or how it at least could help, then your investment will be there and you'll care more about it and you'll get more confidence. In the opening, we mentioned, you know, someone's wanting to stand up and speak, but they're suffering from stage fright. How can you get someone or how do you get someone to go from stage fright to delivering a successful presentation? Yeah. So usually even as, and so I have coaching programs and it starts right with that identity aspect. And there are some quick fixes that we can do, some short tips and tricks that we can do that can help. But I mean, think about almost anything like if I want to lose weight, a quick tip and trick I can do to look better at the presentation to get some spanks. (laughs) All right, now I look better. I got some spanks on and it sucked in my gut. Cool. But but that's not a long-term solution. So long-term solution is some exercise and changing my diet. That's a long-term solution. Likewise, if you want some tips and tricks, there are some. One that's not just a tip and trick, but initially will start out and kickstart and be a little bit harder, but it'll play like that pretty quick, is just learning how to breathe right. That's a huge one. Take deep belly breaths, not chest breaths. Learn how to then be in the moment. So I talk a lot about those kind of things in my first book, Speak With No Fear. But ultimately, to stand confidently, knowing who you are, your value, not competing, not projecting, then understanding how to organize your thoughts and knowing what you're going to say and practicing that or knowing how to organize yourself, even if it's impromptu, and then knowing the skills that you need. For example, if I'm going to play soccer, I feel confident because I have soccer skills. But if I want to play football, I don't feel confident because I didn't grow up playing football. So I don't have football skills. The more skills I have, the more confidence I have. So all three of those aspects are going to to provide long-term confidence. And that's exactly how the book Speak With Confidence is laid out. Who are you? What are you going to say? How are you going to say it? Amen. One thing I learned was uh, from your books was, you know, speak to a person, not to the audience. You know, like, hey, y'all, I'm going to do this, you know, but, you know, are you suffering from this? Are you like, well, this is what you do, you know, because, yeah, there might be a thousand people in the audience, but you're speaking to you, one person, you know, and yep. there's there. They believe like, yeah, that's me. He's speaking to me, you know, yep. and, you know, it, it's so easy to get, you know, oh, wow, I got all these people here. So let me speak generally and instead of specifically. And, and that yeah. is so important because you're like you said, you start your day. Help, I want to help one person. Mm-hmm. Who's yep. it going to be? And and it doesn't matter if there's a thousand people in the audience, you're helping one person. That's the same way I do the, the teachings on the radio and all that. 
you know, I start my broadcast. Hello, so, you know, everyone everywhere. But then I start talking to you. Have you been doing this? Have you experienced this? Have you, yeah. you know, do you want, do you wonder why this, you know, and that's, that's how we do it. Praise the Lord. Mike, this is so interesting. I could talk to you for hours, brother, but I love how you were able to put what can be accomplished with a complicated subject and just simplify it for your clients, your readers to, to help achieve success a lot faster than the trial by fire method that a lot of people use, you know? Right. So who should be purchasing this book? What will it do for them when they get it? Public speaking is a universal advantage. So if you feel like you have gotten stuck anywhere, that's who it's written to. For people who have gotten stuck or realize they're going to get stuck, and this could be at the top level, you're a CEO, and you realize that you can't represent your company well. It could be a stay-at-home mom who realizes that she could have more of a voice on a PTA or with her kids and wants to train them up in that. This could be for anybody who feels like they're stuck. Typically, the people I work with are going to be mid to high level professionals who realize communication has become a barrier. But really, the book becomes something that is going to help anybody break through. My belief in this is that this book could be the number one book on public speaking because it's going to help people tackle it from the inside, Mm, their heart, to their mind, how they think, and then how they act and how they present. So I highly encourage people to pick it up. And yeah, think how can they get a copy? Is it, is it on Amazon? Or? It's on Amazon. It's held in some Barnes & Noble stores. I know that there's a Barnes & Noble near me that has it. Some local bookstores have picked it up. So already thousands of books have gone out in the last four days it's been released. And then it will be, it's an ebook on your favorite ebook reader. And then it's also going to be an audio book that comes out September 24th or uh, January 24th. Praise the Lord. Amen. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you, maybe to ask a question or look into your yeah. coaching programs or maybe to do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go to mikeacker.com. So that's A-C-K-E-R, mikeacker.com. You can find my email, my contact information. You can find some of the other programs I run there as well. Amen. Amen. Folks, Mike Acker has put together for lack of a better word, I'll say the perfect program to help you become the speaker, the coach, the executive or business owner that you were destined to be. He has used his years of experience and his background to to hone the specific skills of success in these areas. He's provided all this information in his book, Speak with Confidence, Overcome Self-Doubt, Communicate Clearly, and Inspire Your Audience. You need to drop down in the show notes right now, order your copy, Right now, while you're thinking about it, don't wait because you know the devil will try and get you confused and put it off, and then you'll never do it. Order it right now. Click the link right now while you're listening to us and order this book right now. This book will be a blessing to you or to someone you know. Amen. Maybe order two, three copies, one for yourself, pass out the others, or maybe if you have a book club or something like that, you can use this as a focus because everybody will benefit. Amen. If you're putting together a conference or if you're a business leader needing someone to come in and teach your organization how to be more successful at presentations, management, etc., drop down the show notes, reach out to Mike Acker right now. Just click the links below, get in touch, and be sure to order your books. Amen. Mike, I want to thank you again for coming on the program today, brother. I do appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, Bob. I really appreciate it. And to all of the audience, thank you so much for letting me be on this show that you listen to. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. The Mike Acker myself has passed by reminding you to be blessed in all that you do.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.